What's up, everybody, and welcome into episode 23 of the We Like the Pain podcast, a show about two of the most horrifying and maddening and so many other adjectives uh, teams in the NFL, and those would be the Houston Texans and Jacksonville Jaguars. I am one of your hosts, Oscar Barkas. And I'm your other host, Sam McFadden. Welcome in, guys. A lot has changed since we last talked to you guys. A lot. Um, there's a lot going on March Madness-wise. We are coming towards the end of that stuff. There's a lot going on free agency-wise. Quite possibly the most nuts free agency we've ever seen in the NFL. A whole lot. So, got a good show. Got a lot to talk about. I'm interested to hear Oscar's perspective on some of this stuff. Yeah, I'm excited, Sammy. Sorry, I was trying to get my AirPods connected. Um, yeah, like Sam said, we've got Final Four of March Madness coming up this weekend. Uh, less important, but still near and dear to our hearts. a and Basketball is playing in the NIT Championship tonight. Um, wait, it's tonight, correct? Got to win, too. Um, and basketball, NBA is nearing the playoffs. Had a lot of stuff happen to both of our teams in the NFL. Um, just all in all, great episode. Sam, I heard uh, you have a quick question prepared, so let's let's start there. This one comes straight from um, my life to you guys, and this, um, usually we try and keep this, or not try, but we do keep this stuff about sports, and this is kind of sports related, so it counts. Um, my quick question for you, Oscar, and for our listeners is, is it bad that, um, I basically at the end of work today, we had a game, a couple games of knockout and okay. I, I played in two games of knockout. Um, and I'm somewhat of a shooter, you know, so I went far in both of these games. Yeah. Like I got like fifth and then second. All right. So I played, played for a while. The two games, and I got sweaty during those two games. So I am currently sitting now in my in nothing but my underwear talking to you guys because I'm still a awesome. <laughs> knockout games about 25 minutes ago. Is that bad? That's my question to you. Which which is which part bad? Being sweaty or uh, sitting in your underwear recording the podcast? Getting- uh, all of it, getting so sweaty during two games of knockout that that I uh, I can't even wear clothes at the at the current moment. Uh, I we I didn't even win. So what oh win? no, that was my next question. Um, as we near April, I say that getting sweaty as soon as you step outside is perfectly acceptable because that is what happened to me uh, the other day. So. The sweatiness is not an issue. Um, neither really is the fact that you're sitting in your underwear recording a podcast. I think maybe if your mom listens to this, what she'll find uh, unappealing is the fact that you announced it to the world. But Yeah, she's going to like it even less when we start our Patreon page, 
page where you, people can watch my uh, my underwear shows. <laughs> yeah, that's coming soon. Yeah, it's coming. Coming soon. soon. The next change. Um, but you're right. Can we can we please listen? It's 2022. Or, yeah, 2022. Can we please normalize sweaty people? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm all on board. Like drenched in sweat. I'm saying a bunch of us that get a little sweaty outside when it's hot. Okay. Let's normalize that. Uh, Jackson is our only listener right now. And I know full well that he approves of this message. So how many times have we walked? Did we walk or bike to class in college only to be very sweaty by the time we get there and then have to sit through it for sit through an hour and a half class. I would say more classes where that was the case than not. So, yeah. uh, I mean, we live in Texas, so it's quite hot down here. And <laughs> we're not built for it. I did not. Jackson just said 100% certified sweat boy here. Yeah. Uh, and for that, Jackson, I'm going to, I'm going to invite you to speak because I did not come prepared with a quick question. So if you would like to ask a quick question to us, uh, hop up in here if you're able. He might, oh, he's still at the office. That is fair. Uh, well then let's move on. I don't, I don't need to ask a quick question. I think our, our sweat talks, uh, is enough of a prelude to the, this episode episode. Yeah. Hey, um, you know, uh, just guys, I, you know, we're always about, if you guys want to interact with us, do it. Tell it. We're, we're on Twitter and all that stuff. If you guys want us to do a spinoff podcast about sweat, we'll do it. So just let us know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we'll get that. That and our Patreon page are coming soon. Actually, Sam, you don't know this, but I just started a season two folder on our Google Drive. So yeah, I saw it. It was crazy. Yeah, we're we're making big moves. Uh, season two not only brings a whole new season of episodes, but uh, it uh, a lot of them are about sweat. A lot of paid content. Yeah, so <laughs> Yeah, we'll finally start making money off this stuff. 23 episodes in. All right, well, what do you want to talk about first? We've got some some out and non-football stuff we got to cover before we get into Texans Jags. Yeah, yeah. I I think we should go ahead and talk about the elephant in the room. And that's okay. football, baby. That's a and basketball. Let's go. That should have been in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, very clearly now. And now we're about to prove that by winning the NIT tournament. So, you know, whoever whoever it is, I don't even know who decides, what committee it is that decides who's in and who's out. But they and Joe Lunardi can, can suck it. Right? <laughs> yeah, right. I uh, I named my bracket in our friends bracket group. Fuck the committee. And then they got the last laugh because I did not get a single point past the round of 32. Yeah, yeah. Although, I believe I'm last place. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I somehow did even worse than you, so. (laughs) There's a reason that this is a football podcast, I guess. 
uh, we're you know we don't pretend to know a bunch about college football, college basketball. I can't even tell you that I watched a bunch of college basketball this year, but still, AM should absolutely be in that tournament. Yeah, and we play Xavier tonight, so beat the hell out of Xavier. They beat St. Bonaventure on their side of the bracket, and we beat Washington State on our side last night. So um, big stuff. An NIT championship banner is more than <laughs> most AM basketball history. So okay, I'm, I'm happy. I think this game might be happening tomorrow, by the way. Okay. Okay. That's what I thought because we played last night. Yeah, 6 o'clock tomorrow we play. Um, and we are – I think we are favorite favorites in this game. We should be. We're the one seed, so should be Let's favorite. go. And I'm feeling good. <laughs> well, you made a big parlay, so got to feel good. I do have a little bit of money on my Aggies. I have a parlay between them and a couple other NBA games going on tonight. And uh, and I feel comfortable. Okay. Usually when I usually when I have money on the line when I bet, I know it's a terrible idea and I basically am <laughs> burning money. This time's different. Yeah. Well this is how I win, honestly. This is how I make my money <laughs> starting now. That's the uh, old uh, uncut gems line. This is how I win. Oh yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's an all right comp. He comes all right, out all right at the end. Yeah, does he? <laughs> um, other basketball news, NBA playoffs nearing uh, most teams have eight to ten-ish games. And the big news for Sam and I is that the Spurs – with the Mavericks beating the Lakers last night, are now in the play-in tournament. Possession of 10 plays over the Lakers, which is absolutely hilarious and absurd. Um, and you know what? Our Spurs, they're fighting for it. They want that spot. And they do want it. As much as I would love for them to be bad this year and just get a good pick, I'd love to see it. I can't complain. Yeah, you know, we're we're getting a lot of good stuff out of a lot of guys. The Lakers are laughably bad. <laughs> Why and I have talked about it a lot. Uh, there is no better feeling than your team beating the Lakers. And terrible. if we're the team that keeps them out of the play-in tournament, I feel on top of the world. Yeah, I'm all about it. And okay, it's just not a very likable team. Like. Well, I mean, it starts with Russell Westbrook. Everyone and their mother is talking shit on Russell Westbrook. And he's coming out and talking about how it's hurt. His he's, legacy is being bashed and all that. All I know is every single player in the league would not be coming at his throat now if he wasn't just as bad back when he was good at, the, at basketball. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I go back and forth because I feel bad for him. The stuff about fans threatening his family and stuff like that's never okay. But he's trying to get everyone to feel bad for him for players sort of mocking him for being bad this year. Like he wasn't doing that for the last ten years of his career to players that were worse than him. Like he had it coming. Yeah, and it's not like he's he's not he's. 
gone out of his way to not take any blame. And that seems a little ridiculous to me. So it's very ridiculous. Um, LeBron made this, did this to himself. So it's pretty. Yeah. Yep. Uh, this team, you're right, is very unlikable. Um, and the Spurs, I'm happy with where we are because like we keep talking about, we've, we are, and we hold our destiny and are, uh, going to be the ones to hopefully keep the Lakers out of the plan. I just hope that we don't win both plan games because I would like a lottery pick, but that's just selfish Oscar. Well, we win both plan games. Then we play the Suns first round. Yeah. Get swept, get shat on and then have the like 14th pick or whatever. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Um, but yeah, it's that's kind of cool time for the Spurs. Kind of exciting. So yeah, um, so plus had an All Star in Dejounte Murray this year. Have had a lot of other young players show promise. Um, and if we can turn that into a play-in game appearance, and then bring in a lottery pick next year, and have all these guys continue to grow together, I'm I'm happy with where we are at. Yeah, Dejounte Murray's been fantastic. He, not only an All Star, but a he will he's a contender for most improved player. He won't win, and I don't think he should. But he's one of the most. Yeah, he's. Um, and you know, an explosion like that, you need like players like that. I'm not sure. Like I can't say that he could be the best player on a championship team or anything like that. But that is a quality player. Yeah, and with the right players around him, like we could compete for the playoffs in the next year or two. Certainly, certainly. Because he's very good. Absolutely, he's taking a leap offensively that I did not expect. So it's all nice right now. Um, rest of the NBA. What do you want to talk about? Yeah, yeah. The rest of the NBA we can go through real quick. Um, the the East is full of terrifying teams. Yep. Um, I still am on the, 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 uh, terms of like the bucks are the team to beat and are my, who I expect to win everything. If I had put money on someone to get out of the East, it's the bucks. Yeah. Without a doubt. Uh, But like, I don't know, you know, am I, am I terrified of Kevin Durant in the seven game series? Of course I am. Yes. (laughs) The seventh seed or something like that. Um, am I terrified of the Celtics right now? Absolutely. Like, so that the Eastern Conference is shaping up to where it could be almost exclusively good series. Yep. Awesome. Very cool. It's a little different, but there's some spicy teams in there. I love well, the West the have the best team in the NBA. Yeah, yeah. The Suns are great. Uh, I love to see the Timberwolves actually doing something, and they're fun to watch. So that's awesome. I'm loving that the Mavs are currently in the four seed. The Mavs are looking fantastic right now. I mean, Lucas sucks, and I hate his guts. But <laughs> the Mavs are looking good, and Spencer Dinwiddie has them in, in, in contending shape right now. Yes, sir. Um, Wyatt and I have talking about going back to the East for a second. Yeah. Dream scenario, Celtics end up as the two seed, have to play the Nets in the first round. Okay. Nets knock the Celtics. Spurs get the 15th pick from the net from the Celtics if they lose in the first round. That would be then 
then the Sixers are the three seed and have to play the Nets in the next round, also get knocked out because fuck the Sixers. Agreed. Agreed. We have Toronto's pick, right? Yeah, but they're, you know, they'll they'll finish as the eighth seed probably, and I don't see them losing to one of the top teams, but they'll put up a fight. Oh, Toronto's scary, dude. I don't want to play Toronto in a seven-game series. Yeah, but if you're the Bucks or the Heat no, or I the Celtics, like yeah, I'd rather play it'll than you know the Bucks. But oh, it just goes back to what I'm saying about the East is terrifying because the yeah all the way down. Who's the worst team in the East right now of the playoff teams? The Raptors. Yeah, and that team is good. <laughs> and the worst team in the West right now is going to be either the Clippers, who now have Paul George, which is very scary. Um, the Pelicans or the Spurs, and that's... Dude, I, I, I've been hearing some people talk about how, rumblings about Kawhi might be there for the first round. Like, not the Holy player. cow. And if that's the case, that's terrifying. Man, like, imagine... Think about you're the uh, Suns, right? And you've won yeah. five games. You're killing best team in the league. And then you have to play the Clippers with Paul George and Kawhi there. Like... Yeah, I guess I guess the good news for them is the Clippers with Kawhi and Paul George probably end up as the seven seed, right? Like they would they would beat the Timberwolves in the first playing game. I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah, scary. That team isn't backing down to anybody, and it's a one game thing. So yeah, in one yeah, game, right. you can beat anyone, man. Um, so I don't know. That's it's. It's I'm I love the playing tournament, and frankly, the NBA is more fun now than it has been in a while. I think so, and way more competitive with all these teams saying, "I don't want to tank. We have a shot at making the playoffs." Absolutely. I mean, some teams it doesn't work out, like the uh, Kings. Kings. Uh, but (laughs) 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 better basketball, yeah. So. I mean, yeah, the Kings, uh, L plus ratio to them because they traded for a much better player, whereas the Spurs traded away our second best player, and we still won more games than them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And shout out to Derek White. He is not shooting well with the Celtics, but he is a big part of that team. And yeah, it's looking great. Made them a lot better. So big shout out to him for killing it. Yeah, sixth man of a – Top playoff team. Love to see it. Um, I think we can wrap there on basketball and uh, move to what this podcast is supposed to be about. And, Sam, would you rather talk about your misery or my misery first? Hmm. Hmm. Let's go Let's go. Uh, Jags first. Let's go Jags Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, let's get into this. Um, the Jags were very involved in free agency. That's sure were. <laughs> perhaps the most involved team in the league. Yeah, most guaranteed money given out in NFL history in one postseason or one offseason. Yeah. Which you're probably thinking, wow, like who the heck did they sign? Um, yeah, who, who the heck did they sign, Sam? Well, we got Christian Kirk. On a deal that, okay, he's making a lot of money, but when it was first reported, 
it, it was reported for a lot more than it really is going to be. Okay. When it was first reported, it was reported in the 80 million area, like the 20 million a year. It's not quite that. However, he is going to be paid. He's being paid as if he is a stone cold, like wide receiver one. So, you know, not the best. If he'll be, he will be great for Trevor Lawrence. Phenomenal weapon for Trevor Lawrence, but he is not a top 20 wide receiver. If he wants to live up to his money, he's going to have to put up like, 12 to 1,500 yards, and yeah. I, oh, he's never done that, so we'll see. Hey, but gig him. Gig him. Gig him, and he is a good wide receiver, genuinely. Yeah. Um, and then we got Brandon Scherf, which is a deal that I actually am totally fine with. Yeah, love and that. One of the best guards in the league. We need to protect Trevor Lawrence. I have no problems with this deal at all. Offensive line is very important, so we don't have to talk about that one. That was one of the good moves they did. Um. We signed uh, Foy Oluokun, $345 million. Yeah, I mean. He led the league in, in tackles last year, right? Yes, but he was an Atlanta Falcon on a deep yeah. that absolutely sucked. So he hey, was, guess what? He's, on a, he's a Jacksonville Jaguar on a defense that really sucks. So. The thing is, I'm not sure that he was actually getting a ton of tackles or if he was just getting everything because he was the only guy. You know? Yeah. So that's tough. Um, another bright spot, though. Very bright spot. Maybe my favorite signing of y'all's. Darius Williams, cornerback, three years, thirty million. He had more money. He had uh, a higher uh, money deal offered to him from um, who? I'm not sure. He played for the Rams. Did the Rams offer him? or? The Rams offered him at least as much money. Maybe I think it was a little bit more. Um, but he chose to come home. He's from Jacksonville, yeah, Florida area. Um, he decided to come back home on a tiny bit of a discount. And he's a, he's a good cornerback. So Very add, good. Add something to that uh, secondary. Love it. A um, couple other signings. Um uh, Foley Futakasi, three is thirty million. That I just, I, you know, I honestly couldn't tell you anything about Foley Futakasi. So, you know, that's a lot of money to give to a guy that. Yeah, you gave him as much money as Darius Williams, and I don't know who Foley Futakasi is. Neither do I. So that's a bad sign because we know quite a few uh, NFL players. Um, Zay Jones, three is twenty-four million. Hated this signing, actually. Hated it. I like that we're adding weapons. We're trying to give Trevor Lawrence something. That's fine. Zade Jones? Isn't that good? And there's a lot of veteran dudes out there that are getting paid way less money. Oh, yeah. I mean, hey, but, Russell, uh, I'd, I'd rather pay this money to Russell Cage. Yeah. And he took a lot less money, but he is playing for the Buccaneers, so right. I guess he got the Super Bowl discount. Right. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, guys like that who are actually like, that's a good player. And I just don't think that was Zay Jones. I don't think he's that good. And counter, he's the guy that levitated after uh, making a grab near the end zone a couple of years ago. So he is. He did it in the moment, and then people. I remember. 
people made a big deal about it. And so he did it in an interview later and it did not look as cool. So I think it would, might've been a one-time thing. Dang it. Yeah. I'm, I'm worried about it, but if he can levitate on the sidelines, I'm in. But other yeah. than that, we're paying, the problem here is we're paying, we have one of the most expensive wide receiver rooms in the league. And our wide receivers are Christian Kirk, Marvin Jones Jr., Zay Jones, LaVisca Chanel on a rookie deal. It's not very... Uh, oh, what's his name? Former first-round pick from Minnesota. That was pretty good. Laquan Treadwell. Laquan Treadwell, who we did resign. Yep. Not the most awe-inspiring group. So, that's tough. Um, oh, we very. also signed Evan Ingram to a one-year deal, which is fine. I think that um, that money could be used elsewhere. And that, um, oh, who'd we get last year? Dan Arnold. Yeah, Dan Arnold was fine last year. Like, he did pretty well for us. Um, yeah. So, it's it, yeah, that signing is fine. We lost a lot of talent, too. No. Andrew Norwell left, which. Brandon Scherf's better than him. Yeah, Brandon Scherf's better, so we're cool. Miles Jack left, which was heartbreaking. He was the last guy left after the uh, back when we were actually good. Yep. Um, and he, in fact, was never down. So put that out there. <laughs> I will hold on to that to the day I die. But he's gone, and Alou Kuhn was kind of the. We brought him in and let Jack go, so they, that was kind of the switch, and we'll see if that actually works out or not. But I don't know. And then we also lost DJ Chart to the Detroit Lions, I believe. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. You're telling me that you'd rather sign Zay Jones to a deal than re-sign DJ Chart? Yeah, that's exactly what I thought when I saw – he got like a one-year, like five or six million dollar deal from the Lions, which is fair. He's coming off a major injury, but I'd rather give the Zay Jones money to DJ Chark. Yeah. Or I'd rather just give him the one-year five yeah. instead of giving Zay Jones 324 and use that money elsewhere. I mean, we had a ton of money coming in, and there's something we said for we're the Jacksonville Jaguars. We have to pay a premium to get players to come to us. Yeah. And also, there's something to be said for Trevor Lawrence has the potential to be a phenomenal quarterback in this league. But he needs help. And at a certain point, a team like the Jaguars just has to get him help in whatever way they can. Y'all will be players for drafting a wide receiver, probably not in the first round because you have the number one pick, but in the early in the second round, which is Agreed. something to hope for. Yeah, and you know I don't think I don't think we had one of the worst free agencies in the league. But, um, you know, it's not incredibly awe-inspiring at this current moment. Just giving up that much money and not having as much to show for it as you would like is disappointing. But I, I agree. I mean, it's inevitably going to happen for a team like us that is really bad and has been for a long time. So why would people come play for us, you know? Yep. Um, oh, do you have something else to conclude with? No, that's all the Jags got, and you know what? I'm looking forward to the season. Yeah, always do. 
I think we're going to be better than we were last year by far. And I just hope we can, we can finally see, uh, see some good Trevor play. I think we will. And we'll, uh, we'll do something later and uh, you'll, we're going to rank our quarterbacks later, ranking all 32 starters. And you'll, you'll, I think you'll like where I have Trevor. Um, before we get to Texans free agency and everything else that happened, a little bit of breaking news. We didn't cover uh, this during our tournament updates, but everyone knows by now St. Peter's made a huge run. I adopted them, my cockies, my, my peacocks, uh, because I did pick the first round upset over Kentucky. Um, so I love, love the guys. Their head coach, Shaheen Holloway, has signed a deal to become the next head coach at Seton Hall. So he is wow. leaving St. Peter's. Good for him. Sad for, sad for my cockies. It was bound to happen, though. He's going to take a deal somewhere. Yeah. Um, but that's a little <laughs> reprieve in our football talks. Do you, or should I, should I get started on Texans? Hop right into it. Let's do it. Um, since you were talking about free agency, I guess I'll start there. We, we really have not, uh, been big players in free agency as we shouldn't. We're, we're not good enough to bring in big guys. No one wants to play in Houston yet. Um, we lost Justin Reed, probably the best player on our team last year. He signed with the Chiefs to replace Tyron Matthew, which is funny because that is now two starting safeties in a row that we've lost to the Chiefs. Yep. Um, because Matthew came from the Texans also. As far as guys we have signed, we signed A.J. Can, who's like a backup guard from actually played on the Jags last year. Um, Jalen Reeves Mabin, who was a linebacker, starting linebacker on the Lions last year, signed him for a two-year deal. And he was pretty good with the Lions, but really disappointing thing is he canceled out our fourth-round compensatory pick for losing Justin Reed. So I don't, I don't know what Casario is doing there. Uh, we re-signed Camu Grugier-Hill, who was our best linebacker on the team last year, so I'm happy about that. And then we signed a fullback. So we'll, the Texans will have a fullback on our roster for the first time in three-ish years. Wow, and he's going to be used. Oh. Yeah, he's got to be. Uh, Lovey Smith loves the power offense, so that'll be – I'm here uh, for it. <laughs> I'm here for it, too. That was being linked to – uh, Texans recently. Who? Who was the running back that was being linked to the Texans? Oh, Marlon Mack. Mm. That's right. Yeah, That's- former Colts great. I'd I'd be happy with that. Really, really, what I'm hoping for is we can steal Melvin Gordon for something pretty cheap because he's still a free agent. And Wait, uh, well, uh, what's what's the deal? You guys have David Johnson. Screw you. I don't, I don't even I, – I don't know that he's on the roster next year. <laughs> it wasn't uh, that like four years ago he was going for 1,000, 1,000? Yep, sure was. Yeah. And that's why we traded <laughs> DeAndre Hopkins for him. Um, I'm So back to what I was saying, hoping that we can steal Melvin Gordon for a relatively cheap contract – 
because he is still on the market and there are not a whole lot of teams that need uh, starting running backs anymore. Also, for fantasy football purposes, I would not like him to be on the Broncos again next year uh, because I'm a big Javante Williams guy. But more Texans-focused, he would start for us. He would get the the major uh, percentage of carries. So. Oh, you have the load, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, can, I mean, the question is, if he takes a one-year deal with you guys, would he rather take a one-year deal with Texans where he has the work but it's a bad team or take a, take a one-year deal back with the Broncos again who, you know, I don't think is a I don't think is a serious contender, but certainly much closer than the Texans. I don't know. It kind of depends on what where what stage of his career he thinks he's at because he was pretty good last year, um, and he's still only twenty five, I think twenty six. So he's sort of nearing the cliff of running back talent, but he would get the bulk of carries in Houston, and if he wants to prove himself. That would sort of be the thing. Um, but my prediction is he'll he'll end up back with the Broncos. They're, they're sort of going all in. The big news from Houston, uh, we sort of hinted at last episode. We sort of talked like we would do one of these live green rooms as soon as this trade happened, but we were both busy, and I was sort of depressed at our return. So I never um, – Never got that together, but we have traded Deshaun Watson. He is now a Cleveland Brown, and I'm happy. It's a new era of Texans football. We received three first-round picks for him, as well as some later-round picks. Not exactly the return that I was hoping for, but once again, he's off the team. And once he decided he set his sights on Cleveland, our leverage was shot. So we didn't we didn't get the return we wanted. Um, gave most of my opinions on the man last episode, but my my last message will be good riddance. I hope that you do not have success in Cleveland. But um, yeah, I mean, I said on the last podcast too that I thought it might be a smaller return than Texans fans were hoping for. And te- there were some Texas fans that were being just ridiculous. Like I was seeing tweets of people saying, like, we're about to see the biggest return on a trade ever, and it's going to blow everything out. Well, I don't know. It was just with a guy like that, I just didn't see it coming. Through first-round picks, that's a lot of picks. Um, and also, just on a kind of bigger-than-football note, um, this free agency slash offseason trade market um, – has once again shown that the NFL uh, and the people running it simply do not care about what their players do uh, off the field. Um, Deshaun Watson was given the most guaranteed money ever, period. Um, Yeah, his entire contract was guaranteed. It's a new deal with Cleveland. So they've certainly showed that they don't care even a little bit about any of this stuff or the women that are, that are bringing these allegations forward, which is really unfortunate. And frankly, like um, kind of disgusting. And, you know, they're not the only ones. There were a lot of teams that were in on this Deshaun Watson stuff, um, which is really disconcerting to see. Yeah. I think, I think 12 teams put in offers originally, which is more than a third of the league. 
Right. Yeah. And, um, so it's really, that really sucks. He got the most guaranteed money ever. Um, Tyreek Hill, who, um, when he was coming out of college, pled, like pled guilty to us, to, to assault domestic abuse of his girlfriend. Then, um, uh, I think he choked her, threw her down the stairs or something like that, or, or maybe both. I don't remember the exact details, but he literally pled guilty to it um, and has had a, a, another incident since he joined the league. Um, uh, it seems like teams, frankly, just don't even care. He he was just given the most guaranteed money for a wide receiver ever. So, um, Yeah, not the best look. Like the Dolphins and the Browns and everyone else that are going after these people um, – just really sucks to see and i guarantee you that they're they're just the ones that are quarterback and wide receiver needy right now like i think that almost every single um football team would go after a player like that um if they like if they were in a position to um it's just a problem with the league at large they they've obviously i mean they obviously don't care um yeah i've seen a lot of browns fans saying they are not renewing season tickets are saddened by this sad to root for a team for 30 plus years and now have to change allegiances. And so to those people, I'm, I'm really sorry. That's kind of an internal thing that I was going through uh, being a Texans fan. Luckily we never had to come to that discussion because he also wanted off the team. Um, not too much more to be said. The Texans, along with their third overall pick, will now be selecting 13th because that's the first of the three first-round picks that we got back from the Browns. Um, and it's it's a new era. It's a new era for the Texans. Uh, I don't even know who our longest-tenured player is anymore. It, it might be like a offensive lineman. Um, Brandon Cooks might be up there, and he's only been on the team for three-ish years. There's a lot of turnover, um, which I think is a good thing for a team like the Texans. You gotta yep. start- and yeah, got to start somewhere, and hopefully we're moving in the right direction. It sort of seems like Casario knows what he's doing, uh, but there is still a lot of negative presence in our front office. So we'll see, Let's see, how we'll you see what happens. Let's see how you guys draft. Are you ready to rank some quarterbacks? I am. I am. Let's hop into it. A um, lot of quarter, quarterback turnover going on in the league. And Tons. And- as, as we go through it, we'll kind of talk through why we like them, and we'll hit on some other free agency stuff. Um, yeah. We, like, quarterback play and all that stuff as we go through it. Absolutely. And uh, I don't know how you're thinking about this, but I'm sort of thinking – Based on last year's play and what the team looks like, how I think they'll perform this year. Yeah, that works for me. Okay. And I tried to rank them like 1 to 32. And I think it's probably better to do tiers, but we can we can sort of do whatever. I, I think that tiers is more likely like the more realistic option for talking about accuracy. However, I am going to just try and straight up rank him. Um, okay. A bit of a uh, warning, though. I did not rank them before this, so I'm doing it live on the fly, and we're going to see how it works out. So. 
Should we do bottom to top or top to bottom? Let's start with top. Top is easier. Top is a lot easier. Um, uh, I one. Yeah, easily, without a uh, doubt. Patrick Mahomes is one. Um, Lost Tyreek Hill. The pause is the Tyreek Hill loss. That is a that is a bummer. They got Juju. They got MVS. <laughs> but this offense is going to look very different this year. Um, this offense very. is built towards Tyreek Hill. And I think that it's like, I think they're still going to be really good. I mean, I, I can't. I can't with a good conscience say that the Kansas city chiefs aren't going to be like the team to beat. Like, you know what I mean? They could still be the best team. Um, oh yeah. So, um, Patrick Mahomes is still number one in my mind. There's another guy that's getting up there okay. in my mind, but Patrick Mahomes is still the clear number one. So tell me who that guy is. Is he your number two? Yeah, number two, I'm going to go with Josh Allen. Okay, yep, that's who I've got too. Josh Allen, I mean, the leaps that he's taken every year are incredible. Insane. Especially from the first year. The first year I was like, he was was not very good. But even the second year, man, the second year he uh, lost to the Texans, who were not great, and he had like an awful performance in the playoffs. And, but he has turned into a world beater. And he's like, yep. Buffalo is not normally a place that recruits super well because it's Buffalo, New York. But he, people want to play football with this guy. He, the team is going to, I mean, Von Miller just got signed by them. That that was probably heavily influenced by the fact that Josh Allen. Without a doubt. They have really good weapons around him. They lost um, Gabe Davis. And who else did they lose? No, Gabriel Davis is still on the team. The, the, oh. I don't think Emmanuel Sanders is re-signing, and Cole Beasley is for sure not re-signing. He's gone. They replaced him with Jamison Crowder on a one-year deal for $5 million, which I think is fantastic. Um, yeah. He's a super good player. So, I, I mean, Josh Allen and the, the Bills, Josh Allen is phenomenal, and if I had to pick – like I, I know what I just said about the Chiefs, but if I had to pick a team to win the Super Bowl right now, it's probably the Bills. Um, yeah. And Josh Allen is the – it starts and ends with him. He's just incredible. He's unstoppable. Um, he's a tank. Yeah. I still have Patrick Mahomes as the first best guy, but uh, okay. Josh Allen is pretty close. My number three – I, I listed three quarterbacks in my top tier, so my, this is this is the end of the first tier. Number three is Aaron Rodgers. Okay. Okay, I would put him a tier down, but he might be my number three. Honestly, I think he probably is my three. Um, explain it to me. Why is he in the same tier as those guys? It's hard. It's a tough discussion because the number four guy is just about in that discussion in my mind also, but he just won the MVP two years in a row, uh, did not perform super well in in the playoffs uh, this past year, but he has been the most talented quarterback in the NFL for like 10 years, and Patrick Mahomes has now rivaled him, and Josh Allen has now rivaled him, but 
even during Brady's dominance, the most talented quarterback was always Aaron Rodgers. Uh, we will see now that uh, Devontae Adams is no longer on the Packers. He was traded in a blockbuster to the Las Vegas Raiders. Yep. But now you'd hope that it forces the Packers hand and they uh, end up drafting a wide receiver early. Never guaranteed with them, but I still think regardless, Aaron Rodgers, you put him out there with a, with a bunch of us, uh, as long as he's got, one guy that he can count on, I think. I think he is up there in the top quarterbacks in the league. I I think he's in a different tier from those top two guys, and it's because of the Devontae stuff. Aaron Rodgers, throughout his career, throws to people he trusts and only to people he trusts. That, yeah. was, that was basically just Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones last year, mostly Devontae. Devontae is, in my opinion, the best wide receiver in the league. You yep. do a lot, a lot with very little. You've taken Devontae away. You lost MVS, which is a much smaller loss, but still a guy he's used to throwing to. You, all you've got left is Aaron Jones and yep. Equinamia St. Brown, who's not, Alan Lazard. Oh, Alan Lazard. Alan who Lazard. he's got that sort of mind meld with. And Robert uh, Tunyon, who is not – neither one of these guys is anywhere close to – I mean, Devontae Adams, not not even in the same discussion, but he does have that connection with those two they'll, guys. They'll draft, they'll draft a wide receiver early, I'm sure. First yeah, round. they have to. But why we have been absolutely brainwashed with recency bias from the last two years of wide receivers coming into the league year one and showing out. Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, we've had a lot of wide receivers come into the league in first year show out, and that is not a normal thing. Yeah. And if you're betting on, and they can't, they can't throw a screen pass to Aaron Jones 30 times a game. So Aaron Rodgers is gonna have to throw to these people, and he doesn't trust him. He doesn't. I mean, he kind of trusts Alan Lazard. He kind of trusts Robert Tunyon. It's gonna take a while with some new rookie to come in, and the odds are that rookie's not gonna be ready to come in and be a world beater year one. So I, the Packers with Devontae Adams were a one of the top contenders in the league. The Packers without them now are not. And it's a much less scary team. And Aaron Rodgers is still going to be just as good, but his play is going to suffer. So I think uh, that's why I have him. I still probably have him third, just on sheer talent. but And a tier down, you're saying? A tier down. A tier below that. Okay. I still think, especially considering their division, I still think the Packers won about 11 games. And – They've won like 13 games a year since Matt LaFleur became their head coach. So, so bad. So, I mean, they're still going to make the playoffs, but. Jackson just asked, do you, do y'all think Rogers goes to minicamp and OTAs to build that relationship with the new guys? Uh, he better. He just got ridiculous money to be their quarterback for the next couple of years. I think he does. I think he does. You never know with Aaron Rodgers. All right, give me your next guy. Who's four for you? Um, okay. It's a little tougher here now. Um, See, I had a f- clear-cut fourth guy. Really? Okay, well, yeah. then why don't you give me that guy? 
Justin Herbert. I knew I knew you were going to put him fourth. I knew it. And you're a Chargers hater because they've let you down so much, but he is, without a doubt, a top five most talented quarterback in the league right now. I agree with you. I think he is top five. Okay. Do you have someone else at four then? But no, not necessarily. I oh my problem is the Chargers. And it's <laughs> I feel last week or last time we did a pod, I said this already, but the Chargers are incapable of winning. It's impossible. Um, and, you know, Justin Herbert, you asked if I have someone else at four. I don't. I have Justin Herbert four, but <sighs> he's a Charger. So everyone who's loving on Justin Herbert right now better be ready for the fact that he's <laughs> going to win big playoff games. <laughs> Hell, he's probably not going to make the playoffs most seasons. And uh, I think you're wrong. Listen. Listen, man, I would love to be wrong, but how many times, how many times do we have to let the Chargers do this to us before we finally say, okay, let's see it before we give you any credit? Let's You're right. Stop, let's stop treating the Chargers every year as if they're like, they should be a top team and let's let them be an underdog so they can surprise us because I'm tired of the whole I'm tired of saying it every year. Every year we're like, man, so much talent. They got a ton of talent on the team. Offense, defense, everything. Man, Justin Herbert is great. They have a top five quarterback. They have so many weapons on the offense. They have a great defense. Then why aren't they winning games? You're right. You're right. And if this was a rank the teams in the NFL, they would still be in my top eight or ten, but they would take a hit for sure because of that. However, this is quarterback rankings, and he is my fourth guy. New tier, he's he's down below those top three guys for me, but he is the top of this tier. He's got all the talent in the world. He's got to win games. He has to. Okay. Give me your fifth guy. Yeah. All right. Fifth. I'm going Joe Burrow. Wow. Joe Burrow, top five. Whoa. That one's super high, and it's not going to work out. And I know he is my – Ninth guy. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going Joe Burrow. Same tier. Same he's the same A tier, but uh he is my ninth guy. And I love it. Uh, give me give me your reasons for five. Yeah, okay. okay uh, so I think I kind I weight the biggest games more. Okay. And Joe Burrow showed last year. On a team with an offensive line that was terrible, put the team on his back multiple games in a row, carried his team deep in the playoffs, playing meaningful minutes, and showing up for every game. So when we talk okay. about when we talk about a guy like Justin Herbert, okay, I knock him because he hasn't shown up in big moments. Like like he hasn't he hasn't played in those games. He couldn't even get to those games this season. On a team that was very talented. Joe Burrow took a team who, frankly, the team itself, not that great. 
like we were there's a reason why going into last season people were not that high on the Bengals. And the yeah. reason why they were I mean the biggest reason why they so grossly like over uh over I don't know excelled achieved so, yeah overachieved so well is because of Joe Burrow. He exploded and He's, See, I put a lot of that explosion on them signing maybe the best young receiver in history and also having T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd on the team. Not discounting Joe Burrow whatsoever, but I think this conversation would be a lot different if the Raiders had picked him off. There was a, a play late in the fourth, Joe Burrow rolling out. He was forced out of the pocket and threw a duck and a Raider could have picked it off and won the game in the uh, wild card game last year, yeah. and they would not have made it as far. But you can say that about any quarterback. Yes, there are defining moments. Justin Herbert has Keenan Allen and Mike Williams and Austin Eckler and all these guys. Yeah, but T. He Higgins with? and Jamar Chase are way better than those guys. I agree, I agree that they're better. All I'm saying is Joe Burrow elevated his team. Yeah, you're right. And can we can we undeniably say that Justin Herbert was at was actively lifting his team to being better at all times? I don't think so. Yeah, no, you're right. Uh, we're we're gonna go super long if we keep going on these descriptions like this. So I'm gonna give my next couple because they're all sort of in the same area. Five for me was Brady, the goat. I I really you know there's not a whole lot to say about that guy. Okay. Six for me is the current Browns quarterback. And that is tough to say, but he is up there and there's a reason he just got the trade return that he did. And seven for me is Lamar Jackson. So give give me your six, seven, and then let's talk about where we differ. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to put, I'm going to put Brady at six and I'm going to put Lamar, um, Wait, sorry. Yeah. Brady at six, Lamar at seven. Um, my thing with Deshaun Watson is, yes, he has so much talent. It's the same thing with Justin Herbert. He, if you have a quarterback that that's, that's that talented, how did he go through a season and only win four games? Yeah, that's fair. He, that's he has been bugging me because – if he is so talented, like, I mean, how many times did has Aaron Rodgers won four games in a season? You know what I mean? Zero. Yeah. Josh Allen's not going to go through an entire season and only won four games. Like, yeah, there was a lot of dysfunction around that team. The Texans uh, but man, if you are a top five, six guy in the league, quarterback wise, there's no excuse to be losing that many games in a single season. So I gave him, I took a discount, and he hasn't played in a while. So I'm taking it. I give him a knock on that. Tom Brady, I put it six simply because he's the goat. He's just he he's not the most talented anymore, but he knows yeah, but the smartest guy out. He knows exactly what he's doing. He led the fucking league in passing yards and touchdowns last year. And then Lamar Jackson is just I don't I I have a lot higher hopes for the Ravens this season than I did last year. Yeah. Um, and Lamar Jackson, I think, will play really well. Now, like, if they don't – if every running back on their team doesn't get horribly injured this season, 
and every corner and Lamar was out like eight games. Like last year was a a do over year for the Ravens. Okay, let's uh, let's move on. Uh, I'll give you my next couple. All right. Okay, I have two more besides Joe Burrow in my in this tier. So let's oh, okay. see so why, where why we match up. Those, why don't you give me those then? Okay, so I I had Herbert four. Brady five, Watson six, Lamar seven, Dak at eight, Joe Burrow nine, and Matt Stafford ten. Okay. Okay. I'm going to put in my eighth spot, I'm going to put I want to put Deshaun and Dak Prescott both in a very similar spot. And I think Deshaun is probably better, but all of the knocks I just talked about is why. And then Dak, I mean, him, I'm low on him right now, frankly, because of what we saw towards the end of last season. And, you know, he had some injuries stuff at the end of last season and he just, frankly, he's, I haven't been super inspired by what I've seen in the, la- the last time I saw him playing. So I, I'm a little low on Dak right now. But he's You're also a Cowboys fan. He has the ability to be great. Um, yeah. So and then um, and also we lost Amari Cooper and Cedric Wilson. And I think the Cowboys really did not handle all that stuff very well. Um, and our offense is certainly worse off for it, and Dak is worse off for it. So we'll see how he responds to all that. Um, after that, I got... So now you did 8A and 8B, Deshaun and Dak. So I guess 10 would be who? Okay. See, I'm stuck. I'm st- I got three guys I'm thinking of right now. And I'm kind of... Okay, stuck. just just say them. Just say them all. Matthew Stafford, Kyler Murray, and uh, Russell Wilson. Okay, those are my next two guys, but they're a tier down from Stafford for me. You got Kyler and Russell Wilson above, uh, lower, okay. And, you know, the, I think that that's probably right because Stafford, I mean, he's been he's been playing well. He has his moments, but he's been playing well. He played well in the biggest moments. I love that. Wilson definitely has taken a step back in the last couple of years. It's It remains to be seen whether or not that was because he wasn't super happy. Um, but I think I – and then Kyler Murray at the beginning of last season was an absolute world beater. Looked like a top six MVP. Yeah, yeah, an MVP. And then the, the end of that season for him though was extremely alarming. So I I think I'm gonna put Stafford at ten. I'm gonna put I'm gonna put Russ at eleven because I think that he's gonna have a really good season this year. And I do think some of what was going on was a bit of an injury and a bit of a uh, and just being disgruntled, and I'll put Kyler at 12. Okay, that's fair. Uh, that's pretty much exactly what I did. So Stafford was 10, tier break. Uh, my my third tier now, I'll just give you all four names. I went Russ, 11, Kyler, 12, Derek Carr, 13, Matt Ryan, 14. Interesting, okay. I think I do have Derek Carr next, based on what we have left. Um, especially now that he has Devontae Adams, I think the offense is going to be really fun and electric. Hopefully, he lets it rip. 
So I, I do like the Derek there. Matt Ryan next. I just wish the I wish the Colts offense had more weapons. Like like not not counting Jonathan Taylor. I wish they had better. And Michael Pittman. Michael Pittman is, is really good. He is. But after that, who do they have? <laughs> Dalton just said no shot, Matt Ryan is fourteen. <laughs> yeah, like like Matt Ryan, like I just I think I have him a couple of spots lower than this, honestly. So next I would probably go. Oh, jeez. Oh, it gets kind of weird at, at this point, though. Sure does. So this is what I would consider the Matt Ryan, Kirk Cousins line of can you win a Super Bowl with this guy anymore? I'm going to go Kirk Cousins next. Okay. And I hate to do it because <laughs> if play breaks down, if he has to think on the fly, he's just – he can't. He's incapable of it. Exactly. Matt Ryan can still, and he's been an awful team the last couple of years. I think I think next year is going to be really, really good for Matt Ryan. I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I think the Colts far and away win the AFC South. Well, yeah, they don't have a lot of – well, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I – can I just put, like – Ryan Tannehill, Kirk Cousins, Matt Ryan. I should put all those guys in one. I'm just going to put them all in one like section and say that I don't like any of those guys. So, yeah, Matt Ryan was my end of that tier, and then the start of the next tier is Kirk Cousins, Ryan Tannehill. And I just think that we have seen Matt Ryan do more in his career than those two guys. I think those two guys have been proven as you cannot win. You cannot win much with either of those next two guys. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I don't like it, but okay. Um, My. (laughs) Wyatt just said Kirk lost to Cooper Rush. And that is, that is a good point. After that, after those two guys. So that is 16. uh, For me, this is the start of tier four or Kirk and Tannehill are, were the start of tier four. Who is who is your seventeenth guy? Ooh, okay. Um. My answer could surprise you. I'm gonna go. Am I a homer for this? Uh, <laughs> You're gonna say Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> I might. Ah, jeez. I. I'm gonna We're getting say, to the point. Okay, you say it. I'm gonna say Trevor Lawrence. Okay, yeah, that's fair. We're getting to the point where it's like yeah. mush. I'm saying Trevor Lawrence. Where it's a bunch of guys that are either unproven or not good. Um, my Kirk Cousins is a top six guy in my eyes. He's been a top ten for the last five years. Third best QB in the NFC. That's fair. Uh, you can you can have your opinions. This is why it's a tier list. We're we're just kind of comparing our opinions. My 17th guy. So 15 was Kirk. 16 Tannehill. 17 for me is Jameis Winston. 
Shut your mouth. No, that's that's what I had. Uh, I know, I know. I. Uh, My next, really, so the next four guys was Jameis Winston, Jalen Hurts, Trevor Lawrence, Mac Jones, and that's the end of that tier for me. The guy I was between was Trevor Lawrence and Jalen Hurts, and I chose Trevor because I think think that out of those guys, Trevor has the opportunity to take a leap here. If I'm betting on one of those guys to take a leap, it's Trevor. Yeah, Uh, absolutely. I think he's going to be a top 20 quarterback this year. And we're, I'm yeah, not, he I, is. I ranked him at what, 17? So. Yeah, yeah, and I had him at 19. So. Crazy ranking. Um, um, he could pass. He could be a top 12 quarterback next year. Uh, uh, I don't know. We'll see. That seems. I just. Me, but. Um, Jameis Winston. Yeah. Oh, I mean, he was, and he he would have taken the Saints to the playoffs last year, which absolutely is something. But that Saints team was also really good, just in general. Um, and he he was- didn't have Michael Thomas. His best receiver was Alvin Kamara, without a doubt. Okay. And after that, Marquez Callaway. I think Michael Thomas coming back is a big weight in me putting him 17th. Sean Payton's gone. Did you weigh that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's a reason this is where it gets to mush. Uh, so that was that was the end of my fourth tier. James Trevor James Lawrence. <laughs> what? It's so easy to just laugh at James's problem. Yeah, exactly, and that's why I put him there. I just I had to see. Uh, I I think he's seventeenth. I I don't know. Jalen Hurts. He could be good if he improves as a passer this year. He could be good. I just. Even at the end of the season, he was making some boneheaded mistakes uh, in the passing game. Trevor Lawrence had 19th, and then Mac Jones 20th. He was the best rookie quarterback last year, but that's not saying a whole lot. Uh, we'll see how good he is. Patriots fans think they have the next Tom Brady. I not so sure about that. But not even close to sure. He was good. Yeah. Yeah, and I. He also. I, I would, you know, I'm. I would even consider like him in the same tier as Jalen Hurts and Trevor and uh, Jameis. Frankly. Yeah, no, that's that's what I had them in. They were in the same tier as Kirk Cousins and Ryan Tannehill for me. I can see it. But Mac Jones also attempted three ga- three passes in a game last year, so we'll see how good he is. Next tier, I'll give you the full tier, and I sort of rank these guys, but not really. You can tell me if I have any glaring uh, omissions. So 21, Daniel Jones, 22, Davis Mills, Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, Tua, Carson Wentz, Jared Goff. Jared Goff is too low. He's too low. I, can't I don't know, man. Too, uh... I don't Carson Wentz is probably too low, too, which is gross. So you're going to put both those guys over the young quarterbacks we haven't seen? Listen, I I don't have super high hopes for, um, oh, uh, for Justin Fields, only because they've done very little to make it better there for him. <laughs> 
I think yeah, that's but I, very I, fair. Very low on the Bears right now and what they've done for Justin Fields. Um, Tua, I Tua, I do like because he's just he's got so many weapons now. So if he's ever going to succeed in any capacity, like it's right now. Yeah, he. That that's why I ranked him over Carson Wentz and Jared Goff. Daniel Jones is is talented ish. My my problem is Jared Goff. You know he's not terrible. Jared Goff maybe he's ranked okay. Carson Wentz though, like for most of the season last season he was like a middle of the pack quarterback. Like he was fine. And I hate like he in big moments he does not show up at all. And I really don't. Yeah. Very good at football, but uh, that's sort of what I waited heavily. I I did what you did on the front end, where you were waiting playoff performances on the back end with like Carson Wentz and Jared Goff will never win anything big. I just don't know that Zach Wilson is going to be better than Carson Wentz this year. I again just put those guys over Carson Wentz and Jared Goff as a there's hope for them, and I don't think there's hope for either of those guys. And, you know, perhaps the person who we could be moving up the most this year is Trey Lance. Yeah. Who, you know, we really have no idea what that is going to look like. Um, and yeah. that, that's a really talented 49ers team, and he could very much, very easily skyrocket up into the, into the teams and stuff um, in the right season. Um, yeah, I just couldn't. We saw a little bit out of Justin Fields and Zach Wilson last year, so I couldn't put Trey Lance over them because we saw like a game and a half of action, and he looked very all right in those. Uh, I guess I probably should have put Tua over him too, but this is sort of the point where you're either like a prospect or your career is coming to an end. I did like the the uh, <clears throat> excuse me. I did like the Davis Mills in there, though, because Davis, I mean, he really surprised people last season. He played, I mean, he played better football than Trevor Lawrence did last season. So um, there's a lot to like there. I just think that my, like, the percentage chance that he makes a big leap to me is a lot lower than with a guy like Trevor or or some of these other guys. And also the Texans out of a lot of these teams have taken, have made the smallest improvement in my mind. Yeah, uh, he does have maybe the best weapon out of most of these rookie quarterbacks. And Brandon Cook, actually, not that's not true because Trey Lance has Debo Samuel and Tua has Tyreek Hill now. But um, Brandon Cooks is one of the better wide receivers in the league. So Davis Mills does have that. I considered putting him on that next tier with like Mac Jones and Trevor Lawrence, and then I thought I was being a homer. Uh, so I I kept him in that. Danny Dimes area. Okay, and then now we're to the end of it, which I think we have four guys left. Yeah. Those four guys in no particular order being Marcus Mariota, Sam Darnold, um, Mitch Trubisky, and Drew Locke. And, uh, <laughs> and yeah, I so my tiers were the S tier, A, B, C, D. And then this tier of those four guys was just called hell. <laughs> yeah. And I, I would rather have, dude, I don't know. I don't I'm so low on Mitch Trubisky just in general. I put, so I, I did rank them. 
They have weapons. Who would you rather have? Okay. <sighs> Dang. I did I I did Mariota, then Trubisky, then Darnold, then Locke. But you could convince me any order, and really it doesn't matter because at least two of those teams are drafting a rookie quarterback. I'm going to go, based on, if we're factoring in teams they're on and how good, like, they're going to be for their teams and stuff like that, I'll go Trubisky first. And it's only yeah. because he's on the Steelers. By far the best team out of the I hate Once him. again, I think the Steelers are going to draft a rookie. So, I agree. I agree. Um, and then I'll go. My, my, I would rather do Mariota than Darnold or Locke. And then I'll go after that. I'll go. I'll go. <laughs> I'll go Locke and then Darnold. I put Darnold last. I I'm over the Darnold thing. We've seen. Sheesh, man. Locke. I think we've seen who he is too. But you know who knows. He's got DK. So. Oh, God, what an awful situation for the Seahawks, but makes me a little happier to have Davis Mills. <laughs> yep, he could be worse in the quarterback department. I think that's about all we got. I don't know if any uh, fans want to request and, and jump in here, have any contributing thoughts. If not, we're at about – hour 10 hour 15 in the podcast so we could we could cut here i think that's a good point to cut um i think we got we got through most everything uh everything that we needed to thank you guys for uh for those of you guys who tuned in to it to listen to us live um and uh you know we'll be back again we say this every time we put one of these out but it's going to be sporadic for the rest of the off season and stuff like that we'll well, I'm sure we'll we'll definitely do a podcast once the uh, once the draft is coming around and stuff like that, which is before too long and all that. Um, and if there's a lot of you know, if there's a lot of news that comes out NFL wise, we'll be sure to cover it. But other than that, yeah, I think we'll do for sure do a mock draft show before it comes out. We'll do a full like seven round mock, uh, and then this was your idea, Sam. We'll do a live. We'll do a green room during the first round uh so y'all get our, Give our unbridled reactions yeah outlook for stuff like that which is we've done it before um one of my favorite things we do throughout the year uh so that'll be a lot of fun um yeah anyways thank you sam yeah thank you to uh drew Locke and sam darnold And thank you to the listener, as always, for coming in and hating yourselves with us. We will see you soon.